I'd like to welcome everyone to the Florence Weinberg Show. Frank McKay here. So much more importantly, the author of 15 books and counting, the subject of a documentary, and our host each and every week on uh, on radio and on uh, various podcast outlets, a whole bunch of them. And, and wherever you're listening to us from, just continue to do so. And we know you have a lot of options. And we appreciate it. Without further ado, Dr. Florence Byham Weinberg, how are you? I'm doing okay, thanks. And uh, how is your state doing? And how is your how is your border issue doing? And how did the Supreme Court uh, uh, chime in on this? Well, it is complicated, and uh, most people have heard about it. Uh, I doubt if many people other than uh, Texans and maybe other border states have paid too much attention to it. But the problem, of course, is that our our means of dealing with such massive numbers of people coming in every day uh, is antiquated and insufficient, and it desperately needs change. And actually, Congress has been working on it, the Democratic part of the Congress, that is, uh, and their efforts have been blocked in Congress by the very Republicans who are complaining about it, because it makes such a wonderful issue for, uh, for bludgeoning the Democrats in the upcoming presidential election. And that's what I'm going to be talking about in detail. Right. Well, listen, it's a it's an intriguing issue and it's a human issue. It's a heartbreaking in so many ways, too. But, uh, yeah, please continue. Right. OK, well, here we go. A few weeks ago, I gave a full expose of the situation on Texas border our, uh, uh, with Mexico, that is, at Eagle Pass. Operation Lone Star, the brainchild of Governor Greg Abbott, is a program intended to deter massive immigration from Latin America and elsewhere. Governor Abbott has so far spent over $10 billion on the program, $10 billion on the program. That includes busing and flying thousands of immigrants to eastern United States cities, such as New York City and Chicago, uh, with permission of the, uh, without permission of the mayors of those cities, and also without any plan to process, feed, clothe, house, or otherwise uh, otherwise provide for those people. Instead, all that is left up to the mayors and the citizens of those cities. This mass transportation is apparently aimed at teaching those blasted Democrats what it feels like when you leave the southern border wide open, as uh, President Biden has done, according to the governor and the right-wing news media. The governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis, once borrowed a busload of border crossers from Governor Abbott and shipped them to, of all places, Martha's Vineyard, (laughs) a small community totally unprepared to take care of of an incoming horde of people. Again, this was to teach those bloody Democrats a lesson. The national reaction was so negative that DeSantis hasn't tried that trick again, and most people have forgotten all about it. 
The total cost of Operation Lone Star, as I just said, uh, is somewhere around 10 to 11 billion. And that is tax money from citizens in Texas like myself. At the same time, our public schools and all the teachers in them have received no additional funds since 2019. For five years, Texas public school education has starved for cash while Operation Lone Star is gorged with money. And what has it accomplished? It has not discouraged the hundreds of thousands of people who have come every day to cross the Rio Grande at Eagle Pass and elsewhere seeking asylum. And how has our governor greeted those thousands who have already managed to set their feet upon U.S. soil? As I said in my earlier podcast, they are greeted with hostile Texas troops who may shove them back into the water or refuse to give them clean water to drink, who are lackadaisical at best in caring for their injuries. Injuries, you ask? Yes. The first ways of greeting folks at Ego Pass is several thousand-foot-long boys in the river barring their way to shore. These boys are massive, especially those uh, to those people who are submerged up to their shoulders in swiftly flowing river water. In the early descriptions of the boys, I read that they are armed with belts carrying knives to deter and wound anyone who tries to climb over them or dive underneath. If the crossers avoid those knives, they are then they are then confronted with miles of so-called concertina wire. This is razor wire, commonly used atop 12-foot prison walls uh, around our most secure prison prisons for our work uh, criminals. This razor wire cuts the flesh of any living creature that encounters it almost from the first touch, and to this. Add rail, railroad boxcars, huge crates that one often also sees loaded on 18-wheel trucks. These massive boxes have been uh, deployed end-to-end all along the river edge of Eagle Pass's Shelby City Park. <laughs> Without the permission of the mayor of Eagle Pass, by the way, but by the dictate of uh, Governor, uh, uh, Governor Abbott. In the earlier podcast, I described the incidents of near drowning and of human flesh being sliced open by the wire, the Texas State Guard pushing adults and children back into the water, not helping a pregnant woman having a miscarriage while caught in the wire, refusing to give clean water to drink to those who made it through, and conflicts with the federal authorities who are actually in charge of the border with Mexico the Border Patrol officers. And all the while, Fox News, Newsmax, X, formerly known as Twitter, and other outlets daily and perhaps hourly repeat that the damage is all President Biden's doing because of open borders. But despite the inhumane barriers, thousands of immigrants are still making their way through it all to beg for asylum. Operation Lone Star has done nothing to stem the tide, but it gives Governor Abbott bragging rights. 
who are these people, these hungry masses uh, besieging our southern border? In 2016, candidate Donald Trump denounced uh, anyone seeking asylum in our country as drug dealers, thieves, and rapists. Whereas the drug dealers are flying in in helicopters. They're not waiting the, the Rio Grande to get in. The hordes coming to our shores are predominantly families driven from their homes by starvation, misrule, crime against them, and persecution. The root causes of the mass movement are the failure of governments in Colombia, Venezuela, Guatemala, Haiti, and many other countries south of us. These people have all been stigmatized by Trump's lies, and the propaganda machines perpetuate that myth that all asylum seekers are evildoers intent on tainting the blood of the only true Americans, those of Anglo-Saxon heritage, according to the MAGA crowd. And who is really supposed to deal with them? The United States Federal Border Patrol officers are the official keepers of the border, the processors of the immigrants, and the judges of their individual cases. The problem from the beginning of Operation Lone Star has been that the Texas military has blocked or impeded the access to and processing of the immigrants. Meanwhile, the federal system is indeed flawed, cumbersome, and time-consuming. There has always been a logjam because of poor planning and inadequate manpower and resources. The Democrats in Congress have devised measures to mitigate the border uh, problem, to re resolve the logjam, but the Republicans in Congress fight hard to block any new policy, any, any remedy or reform. Why? Because it makes such good propaganda against the Democrats, against Biden and his open border policy, quote unquote, which does not exist and has never existed. Lately, the problem has reached a crisis. The Texas National Guard enclosed two and a half miles of the river's edge at Eagle Pass, with fencing patrolled by armed guards. The actual keepers of the border, the Federal Border Patrol, has been kept out at gunpoint. It has become a, a confrontation between federal law and states' rights. What Republican candidate Mickey Haley the other day called the cause of the Civil War. While the confrontation continues, Governor Abbott is off in India on a week-long economic tour. Apparently, there is some barrier against receiving any official communication from him while he's there. Only a note on social media that he would continue to fight in court. Meanwhile, the border case is pending before a district court judge, and that is the case in general. Yeah. And the Supreme Court took up the question of who has the right to install and maintain the wire, the, the uh, uh, razor wire, and whether the feds can cut and remove it. And it was that, that issue only that was before the Supreme Court. This... Um, so it is a conflict, of course, between the state of Texas and the United States government. Last Monday, 
the Supreme Court cleared the way for the Federal Border Patrol to cut and remove the razor wire. But Texas lawyers and the military were swift in reaction. And I'm quoting, let's just see them enforce it, they said, uh, in, a, in a bid simply to ignore the government of this country in favor of Texas state rights. I was 12 years old when a playmate and I were, were, uh, uh, were playing a game of impromptu soccer with a borrowed ball. The ball rolled under my playmate's trailer house. She retrieved it and said, it's mine now. I retorted, but it's not mine. I borrowed it. I must give it back to its owner, so give it to me. She bounced the ball and thumbed her nose. Just come and get it then. And she kept it. The attitude of Texas towards the ruling of the high court is about on that level. Representative Chip Roy, who is a Republican uh, representing Austin, has advised Abbott to ignore the ruling altogether. This opinion is unconscionable, and Texas should ignore it, he said, on behalf of the Border Patrol agents who will be put in a worse position by the uh, opinion and the, and the Biden administration policies. In other words, uh, this is desirable, that the Border Pro Patrol have a terrible reputation. And, of course, that redounds against President Biden. Republican Clay Higgins of Louisiana chimed in with, quote, my thoughts are that the feds are staging a civil war and Texas should stand their ground, unquote. Jeremy Carl, a senior fellow at the Claremont Institute, a right-wing think tank, said that if Abbott wants to, and I'm quoting him, if Abbott, quote, wants to have a future on a, ration, on a national ticket, he will defy this lawless Supreme Court and protect the Texas border from invasion, unquote. Wow. Notice that all of a sudden, once the conservative Supreme Court, the conservative majority there, uh, rules against them, they're suddenly lawless, in this man's opinion. The standoff at the shore of the Rio Grande became national dues when the Lone Star soldiers remained passive with folded arms while a woman and two children drowned. The only boat ramp along that stretch of the shore is off-limits, or was off-limits, to the Border Patrol, but it has now been made available to them thanks to the Supreme Court's ruling. But in the past week, another person, uh, person who was drowning in the frigid waters, uh, in the near freezing waters, and thanks to the Arctic cold blast that covered most of Texas, was rescued, not by Texas soldiers or by the Border Patrol, but by Mexico. Add to the confrontation at the border still ongoing until the district court judge makes his decision is a new law passed by the Texas State Legislature, Senate Bill 4. That allows any state, county, or city policeman or sheriff to stop any person who looks like an illegal immigrant, to arrest them and have them deported to Mexico. Arizona had a similar law, which was called Show Me Your Papers Law. 
that caused an incident I have spoken of before. When in Tucson, when I was in Tucson on a research trip, Professor Ralph Friedman and I were about to return to San Antonio, driving through the heart of the city, that's Tucson, in my 1984 vintage Mercedes Benz. Uh I suddenly noticed a police car traveling by my right side with the police driver staring at Dr. Friedman. Ralph was dark-complected, black-haired, with Jewish features. The policeman clearly thought he looked Hispanic and judged us to be transporting an illegal in that old jalopy. He accompanied us through all the spotlights along the way, at the stoplights, rather, along the way, and I gave him signals to come right ahead and stop us. Ralph had fought for the U.S., uh, for the United States during World War II. He was a Princeton University professor and authority there, and had been a citizen since 1941. The cop finally gave up and drove away. This sort of incident would be more frequent and quite legal under Texas Senate Bill Number 4. The Arizona law was ruled unconstitutional by the Supreme Court of the time. The Texas law might suffer the same fate. But with the present court, it's a toss-up. The situation at the border remains fluid to this moment. A year ago, Abbott faced pressure from the right to declare Texas under invasion and start enforcing federal immigration laws against imminent, imminent, I'm sorry, against imminent danger or invasion. Abbott has waited for Congress to change federal laws to ensure that state officials would uh, would be shielded from criminal prosecution. So far, in the razor wire case, he seems more focused on the district court proceeding rather than on the Supreme Court. The appeals court sided with Texas earlier, but their temporary order has been dis- dissolved by the high court last Monday. Numerous Republican right-wing officials in the Texas state legislature have encouraged Abbott to ignore the court's ruling, including quoting President Jackson who once said, quote, the Supreme Court has made their decision. Now let's see them enforce it, unquote. The Department for Homeland Security that includes the Border Patrol praised the Supreme Court. Rather than helping to reduce irregular migration, the state of Texas has only made it harder for frontline personnel to do their jobs and to apply consequences under the law. We can enforce our laws and administer them safely, humanely, and in an orderly way. Unquote. Democrats believe that House Republicans like Chip Roy are urging Abbott to ignore the Constitution. What is abundantly clear is that the Republicans want the border co- uh, confrontation with all its suffering for the migrants involved, to remain unsolved and at a fever pitch. To complain about the blockage, but to block its solution, it provides them with a convenient way to bludgeon President Biden and his open-door bo- uh, open border policy. 
to panic the voters with threats of social turmoil and civil war, to raise money, and to win the election for Donald Trump. And I have said my say. Wow. You know, it's um, to have this uh, this border crisis um, uh, used as a political football is. Uh, I mean, I I'm not naive enough to uh, to think that um, uh, that people aren't willing to do, but it's borderline evil if you think to uh, to allow the uh, or not try to fix it when you know you can because you know an election is coming up and you know it's uh, you know the this is on the Republican end. I mean, shame on them for for doing that because they're not going yeah. to do anything. To, to help this situation. Um, On the contrary, yeah. Yeah. They're trying to make it worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it, it's it's unbelievable. And, uh, you know, human life is cheap, I guess, um, to some people. And it's uh, it's it's really, I guess we, we shouldn't be shocked. We should only be shocked if, if people are uh, behaving responsibly with their power. But, I mean, uh, really an abuse of power if you think about it. Yes, absolutely. It's quite clear. But I don't think people see the irony of it, um, that the, the, uh, the Republicans are loudly complaining about open borders, which we've never had, uh, and at the same time uh, doing their best to see that no solution can be passed through. Um, solutions that are being devised and proposed and then shot down before they even get out of Congress. So there you go. And, and it is evil because people are dying. People are suffering. People are cold on the streets of New York and Chicago because with all the thousands of people that are coming in daily in buses and planes, uh, there's no way to take care of them adequately, no place to put them. And it is January after all. Let me let me ask you, Doc. I mean, if, if you were king, right? If you were queen, right? And uh, and and you were dictator for uh, for a month, and you had an opportunity to uh, to address the border crisis, what's the first thing you would do? I mean, I kind of I, I kind of have uh, have have my thoughts uh, on it, but I, from your standpoint, uh, what do you do? What's what's the first step? that a reasonable uh, political uh, elected public uh, official uh, should should do? What, what could be done on this? Well, the actual cause of it all is the failure of governments of, of small countries uh, to the south. And uh, uh, there, there should be some uh, massive diplomatic effort to... Uh, to solve the situation in one way or another, we would have to uh, inject um, a lot of money, uh, invest a lot of money in, uh, in making things better. And uh, I don't know how we could uh, get them to, uh, to enforce the, le- the laws of the country, which no doubt exist and are being ignored by large gangs and um, and drug dealers that have taken over the countries and so on. I mean, that's the reason why these people are all coming up here. 
uh, and to stem the tide, uh, it needs to be addressed at the root of things. Now, how to go about that? I would have to know the nitty-gritty of, of uh, each country's problems uh, and then try to, fi- try to find solutions. And uh, so to do that, we would need a whole lot more people uh, getting involved and a whole lot more money being, uh, being spent there. I mean, some of those billions of dollars that are now being spent on Operation Lone Star should be directed in that, uh, in that way rather than in uh, making things worse. Um, so um, the Republicans are constantly complaining about the Democrats spending billions of dollars on Ukraine uh, to try to bolster democracy there and to fight off the Russian aggression. But, uh, but they don't see that they are wasting our money here in Texas uh, on uh, actually on making things worse at the border, not fixing it. So, uh, so my first attention would be devoted to seeing what we can, be, what we can do for those countries. Yeah. I'm with you 100%. I mean, you, you took the words out of my mouth on, um, on that one. You know, to me, um, it is not. It is. It is um, not halfway across the world. It is. Uh, I mean, some of these countries, Panama, for example, is is in the same time zone as yeah. uh, as I am in, right? In uh, Eastern uh, time zone, it's the same exact time here it is, as it is in in Panama, and it's a five hour flight. It's whatever, but it's it's not like we haven't done this. In, uh, in places around the world and had some success with it. Um, more people, more human resources being uh, being uh, allocated towards this. Uh, you know, even on, on the border, I, it, you know, when people say, you know, secure the border, uh, look, I, I agree, but I, I disagree with how they mean secure the border. I mean, let's help these people that are that are killing themselves to to try to become Americans. They want to become, uh, but let's get them, let's vet them there, let's treat them like human beings as they're uh, yes, as they're yes. being there. And we've got to have some kind of, um, we've got to have some kind of uh, aid for them. Obviously, we have to have uh, have yes. aid aid for them. Um, we have to have a uh, a, a plan and they're just it, there's not a, a plan that's allowed to be had because of the political football that this has become exactly now i know that there have there are plans to uh to clothe these people properly so they're not in little the women in little cotton dresses and the men uh in shorts um, and so on, who uh, are confronting a northern winter. I mean, even here in Texas, it went uh, way be- below freezing uh, on uh, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Uh, and just today, uh, it's, it's up again, uh, above, well above freezing right now. It's in the 60s, I think, right now. So, um, so they need clothing. They need food. They need shelter. They need uh, a place to stay, and uh, if if we have to build more um, temporary, quick buildings at the border in order to ha- to house them, then let's do it. Uh, but nothing is being done because, as you say, it's being blocked uh, by the Republicans. 
They don't want anything to go right down there because it's it's too good for them. <laughs> they can complain and they can point out how terrible the, the Democrats are because nothing is being done. <laughs> you, you know what's you know what's twice as horrible is you know let's let's uh, fast forward to uh, November uh, a, uh, a, a let's say a Democratic uh, president. Uh, whether it's uh, whether it's President Biden or someone else uh, comes and they win, and they know that there's four years uh, ahead as uh, as Democratic uh, rule. Uh, I believe that the Republicans, and again, it, it, Democrats are guilty of this on other on other fronts too. But this is so blatant, and this is our subject is this. And but I I mean politics, you know, the partisan politics going back and forth, but. Uh, I believe the Republicans would would still refuse to cooperate to make anything yeah. better. I, I think that they would they would continue uh, to torture these people um, as a political football to say, OK, you wanted this. You elected Biden again or you elected Gavin Newsom or whoever. Um, and now uh, now this is what you have. Now you have a mess. I think that they would allow uh, allow the border crisis to be a mess for eight years just to prove their point, which is, you know, similar to a petulant child or, or whatever. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's, it, to me, it's pure evil to, um, to use these people, these people that yes. are trying to come here and, mm -hmm. and to become, um, you know, Ameri they want to become citizens. They want to work. They want to assimilate. They want better. They love their families. They love their children. They love their husbands and wives and they are. They want to come here. The people that are coming here. They don't want to come here and rape people. They don't want to come here. And I know there's bad bunch in any, but but I mean to to say that rapists, murderers, and and drug dealers is ridiculous. You brought up a great point. Uh, the drug dealers are flying in. They're not crawling across the uh, the Rio Grande. Any uh, anybody right. anybody who's <laughs> uh, worth his way, any drug dealer worth his weight in, in salt is not not. Uh, crossing the freezing Rio Grande at, the, at this point, you know, any drug dealer that could get a foothold in in the already highly trafficked um, American drug trade uh, isn't crawling across fro frozen water. Exactly. Yes, and that's that's the other part of it that any criminal knows better <laughs> than to try to cross the Rio Grande right now in the cold weather. Uh, or to come uh, on foot a thousand miles in order to, to seek asylum. They don't do that sort of thing. Uh, but hundreds of thousands of these people are doing it because of this horrible situation back home, uh, which is the root of the whole thing. Massive uh, migration because of the misery where they uh, have their homes. Uh, Amazing. Oh, and there's the other thing that uh, a large percentage of the people coming, especially the men, but also families, are coming up here to work in the fields. And they always have. Uh, our agriculture in the West, the Southwest, uh, has run so so smoothly thanks to Mexi Mexican workers on temporary visas who come up here and harvest the, the crops for us get them on the market we need them and we don't have them right now because of the turmoil oh, amazing I mean, what an amazing um 
uh, just a, a moment in history that that this is going on. I I hope the story gets uh, gets told properly, and you know again. Uh, you know, they're talking about sealing the borders. They're talking about doing whatever. That's that's really not what um, that's not what Greg Abbott is, is doing. He's not he's not sealing the borders. He's torturing the people that are uh, that are there. I, I I can never get over Greg Abbott's meanness. You know, the uh, the cruel yeah. the cruel streak that he has in him. I mean, this is a man who's in a wheelchair. He knows what it's yeah. like to physically suffer. Either he's yeah. so embittered by that and again i you know i i would on one hand i i would love to applaud him you know for carrying on you know uh uh in spite of his injury he could be an inspiration but i how can you say that that's true with his behavior towards towards people and treating people like they are um you know like they're dogs i mean you wouldn't treat dogs like if if you treated dogs like this if you put up wire razor wire to keep dogs out uh, uh people would be in an uproar that would be a yeah, uh, the, that's right people would be uh, uh not disgusted they would be incensed uh you know why why aren't people incensed that that would be were treating you know women tr- children the elderly i mean people are trying to get here and all kinds of people are trying to get here and again i'm not saying we should have quote unquote open borders or whatever but anybody that gets that far uh, you you've got to make sure they're healthy. You got to make sure they're uh, you know uh, we we should be humans first and then uh, border cops second. By the way, the border patrol, from what I hear, I've talked to. <coughs> excuse me, I I've spoken to some uh, recently. Uh, you know, on on recording and and uh, there uh, one gentleman uh, wrote a book and uh, he you know gives a whole different uh, view. Uh, and he, you know, of of what they go through, and that they're trying to save these people. You know, the uh, the border. Yes. Uh, you know, they're really, they care about them. They uh, they're um, they're reviving people. They're um, they're finding the people. They're 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 bringing them in. And uh, and if you were to hear his story, um, he argues that the the border uh, border police are, are very concerned or many of the border police are just uh, very concerned about the well-being of these people yes they are and uh, and they cut have been cutting the razor wire <laughs> so so these people can get through without being slashed to pieces uh and when they do come through the wire and get slashed they put they uh, doctor them for their injuries um now that's all true but uh uh, but what really outraged me and what spurred me on <clears throat> to do this podcast <clears throat> was the fact that two and a half miles of the shore, which was the main area where people would land once they got across the river, were fenced off by and then patrolled by armed Texas militia. Uh, this is so unbelievable to me that Texas should keep the actual legal caretakers of that area and of the people trying to come across out at gunpoint. Can you imagine such an outrage? And, uh, and that is Governor Abbott's policy because the state, state's rights have, in his view, have precedent over the federal government, which is exactly the attitude 
of the Confederacy who wanted to keep their slaves against the order of the of the President of the United States. Um, and that's why we had the Civil War. Um, <laughs> so uh, Abbott is reenacting uh, the behavior of the Confederacy. Yeah, uh, right. Uh, just terrible. What a what a terrible, terrible. Um, uh, you know, uh, hard-hearted, uh, cold governor you have. I mean, I I don't know how he rationalizes it. Uh, does he does he say, look, this is what the majority wants because they support me. And even when I do something like this, I mean, they they cheer me on and they voted me in. Oh, you know, and it's not like nobody ran against them. Beto O'Rourke ran against them, and that was a that that was a uh, a serious alternative to this. Uh, I, the and by the way, uh, Beto O'Rourke is not uh, like a flaming liberal, you know, like as uh, you no, know. No, no, that's right. Not mm -hmm. at all. So it's 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 not like there there's somebody like. Who we would consider here in New York a, a left winger, uh, Beto O'Rourke is you know is um, he's not even uh, he doesn't want to take your guns away, uh, Beto O'Rourke. Right, uh, right, exactly. But he was defeated soundly, and you know by Abbott, which I, boy it, it it makes me question the uh, the, and this isn't a Republican Democrat uh, uh, thing, uh, it it makes me question. Uh, the the cruelty, the accepting of the cruelty that uh, that is there, and looking the other way on on um, on guns, and I don't even want to say gun control. I mean, uh, on the school shootings, and and to ignore some of them, I I, I can't believe that Greg Abbott uh, wins the way he does. I just I can't believe it. Yes, well, he is. Uh... He is a loyal member of the National Rifle Association, uh, and he follows their precepts, <laughs> such as they are, that every person should have access, every uh, person over 18. Actually, I think the state did raise the, uh, the age limit to 21 for, for owning an AK-47 uh, or AR-15. So... Um, so there is that little bit of progress that has been made, thanks to the Democrats uh, fighting it tooth and nail. They managed to get that through the state legislature. But uh, but still, 21-year-olds can just go walk in, and if uh, they've had no further problems, they can buy uh, a weapon of war and go out and use it. I mean, why else would you own it? You can't go hunting with an AR-15. No. Uh, you blow the the uh, uh, the deer. if it's a bird or or even a deer, you blow it to pieces. You can't you can't use pulverized meat. No. Uh, and uh, and it pulverizes human beings too. And that's exactly what uh, when the the police finally, after seventy seven minutes, went into that classroom and shot the shooter. Um, and that's what they saw. They saw pulverized children's bodies, and they can't get it out of their heads. They have nightmares, and yet they waited the 77 minutes because they, uh, their, uh, their leader said that it was a um, barricaded subject in there because everything was silent. And why was it silent? Because the children had learned that they had to keep quiet 
And even so, there were uh, uh, kids, one or two of them, who uh, had dialed 911 and who were reporting on the situation in whispers and begging for help and telling the operators that uh, people were dying and they were bleeding out. And sure enough, most of them did. They were dead by the time their rescuers finally got around to coming in and helping. Well, and amazing. that was, yeah, it was the most horrific uh, uh, slaughter that has occurred, I think. I mean, as far as the police reaction to it, and there have been worse, uh, worse massacres as far as numbers are concerned, uh, but uh, but nothing has been worse as far as how the uh, how the rescuing. Four hundred. There were four hundred police of all stripes there, and they stood by instead of helping. And that boggles your mind too. Wow. Wow, Doc, just a great job as always. Uh, this is uh, disheartening uh, what uh, what we're talking about here, and um, uh, you know, I I would say I hope things get better. Things aren't going to get better. It's a political uh, football, and and the Republicans see are looking at polling, and they're saying that uh, keep banging away at the border and uh, disregard them. And I I think the people that that are voting based on these are, are just uh, failing. And I'm an independent. I'm not a Democrat. I'm, I'm not a Republican. I'm an independent. At, but um, what, they're, what they're doing, what the, uh, what the people that are supporting this policy uh, of, of Greg Abbott's and, and the behavior of Greg Abbott, what they're basically doing is, uh, is just they're, they're looking the other way. They're, they're ignoring... Because they can't possibly, unless they have just pure hatred, and I can't believe that, pure hatred in their hearts. Um, I, I can't believe anybody could could seriously look at this situation and think that this is a humane way or an appropriate uh, response to uh, to the quote unquote border crisis, which is real. All right. Anyway, absolutely, Doc. Yeah. Great job as always, and um, to everyone out there. Uh, uh, thank you very much for for listening, uh, Doctor. Do you want to add anything before we leave? Uh, I think I've had my say. <laughs> yeah, and and it's I'm telling you, it's a, a great job. Uh, certainly not a cheerful subject, but uh, and 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 not encouraging. Uh, we just gotta um, we, we gotta uh, we gotta hope for the best, and 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 God bless the uh, the border guards that are cutting down the wires and other people yes. that are cutting down these wires. It's just. Uh, disgraceful uh, behavior on the other end. Uh, Frank McKay signing off. We'll see you all next time on the Florence Weinberg Show. <laughs>